We would like to remind our listeners that the following program contains strong language, dirty humor, alcohol consumption, and the use of marijuana. <laughs> Sounds like Thanksgiving with Adam Sandler's family. Oh my god, how are they still partying at 5 a.m.? <laughs> Says the person still awake watching Impractical Jokers with a dude smoking a joint. You try sleeping through all that racket next door. Hey, if you smoke enough pot, you can sleep through the apocalypse. Pot's just the answer to everything with you, isn't it? Pretty much. <sighs> I think I can hear Charles in there. You don't think he knows our dorm number, do you? Fuck, man. I don't think so. If he did, then he'd have come over here by now. Yeah, you're right. Either that, or he's purposefully partying to discreetly deprive you of sleep in the hopes that your psychological state is shattered beyond repair. You know, you're great at reassuring me, Doug. Look, I'm just honestly pointing out the possibilities. You could say... Be it blood. <coughs> that was terrible. <laughs> just try to enjoy the show, man. I'm sure soon they'll collapse from drunkenness. All this just because the semester's over in the morning. It's just the holidays. Why do people need to throw huge parties before they're even out of their dorms? Speaking of which, are you staying around campus for the holidays? I heard university dinner sucks. It looks like I may have to. My parents are both working abroad until Christmas Eve, so I can't go home until they're back. It's gonna be lonely as hell here by myself, though. And if anyone else stays, it'll just be even easier to terrorize me. Fuck that. Tell you what, you find a place to stay for the night tonight, and I'll see if I can put you up at my sister's place till Christmas Eve. You'd really do that for me? Same rules as usual, of course. Pizza, sock on the doorknob, and respect the remote. And you gotta wipe your feet when you come in, too. My sister doesn't like people tracking dirt over her carpet. I didn't even know you have a sister. Yeah, we're twins. She makes a living teaching businesses how to be more environmentally aware. Wow, that'd be great. Thanks, Doug. Hey, we buddies, Ray Ray. I've had your back with the Charles and all that other stuff so far, haven't I? Yeah, you're a real good friend to me, Doug. So does your sister smoke too? Actually, no. I mean, she take a puff once or twice a year to help her sleep, but not too much more than that. Now, coffee, that's her vice. All right, well... I'll find a place to stay for the night away from the frat boys, and I'll meet you in the next morning. Sounds good. I would say come tonight, but if I know Riley, she's gonna forget to clean and insist everyone stay away until she's done it. She'll also send a strongly worded text message telling me that in a few minutes, when she realizes... Speak of the devil. I'm starting to have doubts about your family, Doug. Oh, shit. I have to be at work in four hours, and I'm gonna feel like shit the entire day because of those frat boys keeping me awake all night. Ugh. You know what help you feel better? If you so much as think the word smoking pot, I will choke you with that joint. Heh, <laughs> sounds like fun to me. What happened? What happened? What, what, what? Get back to work, Andy, or I'm docking your pay. Who is that? Is that you, God? No, Andy. 
It's not God. It's Pete, your boss. Pete! Oh God, where are you, man? Are you trapped in the crawl space again? <gasps> Don't touch the copper wires! You swore you would never... I'm not in the crawl space, Andy. I added a microphone and intercom system last night so I can keep an eye on all of you. No more messy incidents. So, you had guys come in to bug and wire this entire building overnight? It'll pay for itself in a few weeks, you'll see. Uh-huh. There are cameras in there, too. I can see you flipping me off. Yikes. Just get back to work. Righto, boss man. Hey, Larry, did you know about this? About Pete rigging this place up with cameras and microphones? Yeah, I suggested it to him. Means we won't have people stealing seeds, harassing customers, trying to rob us at gunpoint, or cutting glory holes into the men's room stalls. Damn it, Larry! Why the hell would you go and do something that selfish? Aw, oh, don't complain just because you can't sleep at your post anymore. You'll get used to it. Uh-huh. They're not in the bathrooms, are they? There are blind spots, and the stalls and urinals aren't observed. Okay, good. I don't want to have to start worrying that my boss is snooping on me while I'm taking a shit. I get enough of that with the NSA. I've got to get back to work. <clears throat> We're expecting a rush of students from the university. Right, right. Hey, you got my notice about cutting down my available hours, right? Yeah. I found the post-it you left on my door mirror. I almost got T-boned by a Camaro because of it. Cool. Glad you got it. See you around. Excuse me? Are you open? What does the register say? It says you're open. So what does that tell you? That you're open? Congratulations. You've learned how to read a four-letter word. Have a free Coke. Wow, really? No, it's, it's Pepsi and it's not free. Oh. Um... Can I get a ticket for the next show? Of which movie? Oh god, what is it called? Um, it's that movie with Michael Sarah playing a total dumbass. Well, that narrows it down. That's 650. Your change and your ticket. Thank you. Huh, you're better at this than I thought. Yeah, people don't usually bother to count their change. 10 for you, and 10 for me. It was his fault for paying with a 50. Hey, why are half your channels blocked? Larry has it set to a timer. Damn it, Larry. I'll just watch the news. Our top story today, the first semester of the academic year at Cityville University has finally come to a close. Swarms of young students are marching off campus with smiles on their faces and songs in their hearts. In a related headline, researchers at Cityville U have estimated that a record-breaking 88% of the student body woke up this morning with hangovers after a traditional night of fraternity partying. The university dean, Charles Wickman Sr., answered a telephone interview with this station late last night. During that interview, the dean said, The frat boys aren't the only ones who know how to party. The faculty kegger has been going for five hours and is off the fucking hook. He then added that next year this reporter would be invited. I humbly RSVP yes, Dean Whitman. We go now live to our field reporter, Jake Glass, at the university campus to oversee this annual exodus. We fucking ripped it, man. Like, like, we didn't even fall asleep. When I woke up, I was just sat at the table with my hand glued to a ping pong paddle. And those pole smokers next door to us, they were just watching some bullshit show. They don't know what they missed, man. So, what's the plan for the rest of the day for you? I don't know. I'm probably gonna head home and sleep off this hangover. I kind of feel like taking in a movie. I just want to go see a douchey geek with no talent making an ass of himself on camera. Well, there's a new Michael Sarah movie on today. Ooh, perfect. Later, loser. Peace out, homo. Well, that escalated quickly. 
That young man in the interview was Charles Wickman Jr., the son of the university dean. He was also in the news recently visiting a local laser clinic to remove a picture of a butterfly from his lower back that someone had drawn on with an indelible marker. When a member of our studio approached him for an interview, he was quoted as saying, Get away from me, queer! And now, the weather. Oh, goody. Looks like we're in for more of a rush than we thought. Quite complaining. We're getting holiday pay for today. So, an extra dollar an hour? No, two dollars a day. But, still more money than usual. And those kids are going to be so hungover, they'll practically be handing me all their cash. Ha! I love my job. That little punk Charles better stay away, though. Larry's already got his favorite bat out, just in case. Beautiful. Sorry, Ray. I'd love to. Really, I would. I just don't have the space. Damn. Thanks anyway. Okay. How many bags of nachos? Uh, two full boxes of 20 and another five over here. Alright. That should cover the student rush. Yeah. Great. Don't worry. I'll have you work in inventory for the first hour or so. By then, everyone should be in the movie and you'll have less to deal with. Thanks. I'm just not looking forward to being swamped by frat boys when I don't even know where I'll be sleeping tonight. Hey, if things don't work out, there's a motel a couple miles away. You mean the one where they found those dead hookers? <laughs> I mean, well, you're not a hooker, so you shouldn't have anything to worry about. I think I'll take my chances elsewhere. <sighs> okay, probably for the best, anyway. Okay, here's the clipboard. I gotta get back frontside, so I'll have to leave you to it. You sure you'll be alright back here by yourself? I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Enjoy. <sighs> All right, let's see. Five large jars of jalapenos, 12 jars of salsa, and only three squeezy bottles of sour cream. Oh, well. No one ever asked for that stuff anyway. Hey, Drake. Mmm. What do you need? Sour cream. Oh, goody. Hey, Drake? What? This is going to sound weird, but you wouldn't be able to let me stay at your place tonight, would you? No. Oh, not enough space? No, just don't want to. Okay. What's up with him today? He's even more Drake than normal. Oh my god! What the hell is going on in here? We got a code 902, man! 902! Oh god, what about the 10? Negative, no 10. Okay, good. Where'd it go? I... I... I don't know. Ray, don't do this to me. Where's the rat? I don't know! I dropped the box and it scampered. It's still in here, though. I think I see it. Give me that bag and I'll try and grab it when it's in the corner. Here, here. Ah! Little son of a bitch bit me! And there's the one up. God damn it, not today. Elise! 90210 in the storage room! I'll get the stuff. Keep the door closed. Got it. Okay, Ray, stay right here and keep this door shut. Ah, <sighs> oh, that's smart. Are you gonna be okay, Mike? Yeah, yeah, only a little nip. It's not even bleeding. You see where it went? Yeah, it went over there. <sighs> Any other room but the storage room? This stuff is bad enough without rats crapping all over it. I know, I know. <clears throat> um, while we have a chance, Mike... Do you think you'd be able to put me up for the night? Not the time, Ray. Not the time. I don't have the space anyway. Damn it. I'm going to stop. Thank God. 
I just gotta get this bike cleaned. You and Ray set up the traps and I'll be back soon, okay? Leave it to us. Was it a big rat, Ray? No, not really. Not like it was a young one. I think that's a good thing. Here, set these up over there. <sighs> Elise, I have to ask you something. Actually, I've got something to ask you too. But it's kinda on the DL. Well, do you want to go first? No, no, no. Stop right there. Whenever someone goes first, it just means nothing's gonna get solved. It happens all the time on TV. What are you talking about? You have a problem, I have a problem. You say your problem before I do, and my problem will be the only thing stopping me from solving your problem. Likewise, your problem will prevent you from helping me with mine. The universe hates someone asking first. Asking first always ends in misery. Oh. So, what do we do? We say it at the same time. There is no possible way we can have the exact same problem and say it at the exact same time. The universe loses. Fuck the universe. Fuck the universe? Fuck the universe. Okay. On three? Yeah. One, two, three. Can, can I, I stay at your place tonight? tonight? Fuck! Hey, Larry. Oh, wow. What's up? You look fucking tense. Not the time. I gotta find the number of an exterminator who's willing to work a week before Christmas, and I'm gonna have to call Jai to make sure corporate doesn't shut us down. Oh, uh, it's about the rat. Yes. At least we know who's been chewing through all the wires. Yeah, and we didn't need any video cameras or microphones to find out. What's that you said about no more messy incidents, Pete? I have a middle finger too, smartass. Just go look after the ticket desk. Ah, uh, the place is practically empty. You need to learn to loosen up. That's what he said. Booyah! <sighs> I was watching the old Indiana Jones movie last night. Uh-huh. You see all these big blockbuster flicks about space travel and Jaden Smith's pouty little face? But none of them really compare to a guy with dysentery shooting a guy with a sword. Mm-hmm. How about that? <laughs> Fuck it if you try to get a life insurance policy, though. Uh, Larry? Fuck you, Andy! Hey, whoa, what the- No! Shut up! Shut up! Right now! Hey, come on, man, take it easy! I said shut up! Jeez, listen to yourself! How the hell can you say Andy would never be insured? Oh, what? How could he not get a policy? You said it! Bring it to the table! Come on, man, Indy gets chased by tribal warriors, shot at by Nazis, and almost crushed by fucking rocks on a near-daily basis. He'd get rejected five times over from just what happened in the trailers, for God's sakes. The guy's a world-famous archaeologist who made hundreds of amazing discoveries and recovered priceless artifacts. He'd probably get paid enough to cover his own medical expenses a dozen times over if he wanted to. If all that wouldn't get him at least health benefits, then I will have lost all faith in mankind. And not just by himself, but I bet the museum would have him insured for thousands every time he walks out the front door. Damn it, Larry, even hearing yourself, he's the perfect guy to commit insurance fraud. Explain! Okay, look, you're indie. You go on these wild, life-threatening excursions every other week for the good of some museum, and always come back without a scratch or a single broken bone. You're clearly exaggerating because you're wrong, but continue. That has to be at least 50% luck. So you get older, you've had your fun, you've got tired of it all, you manage to get this huge life insurance policy, whether that's on the word of the museum or not, and the next time you go off to fight, like, Amazonian warrior women in Africa to find the magical golden dildo or whatever, you stop, you shout, 
tank, my lord, and get impaled by a spear. Boom, dead. Huge policy pays out a million bucks, and no one thinks twice about it because as far as they're concerned, your luck finally ran out. What the fuck? He has no beneficiaries. Why would he even bother to commit insurance fraud? No beneficiaries? Now who's being ridiculous? He has a son. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Right there, that's Indy's son. Hey, you watch your mouth. You are about to cross some lines. Hey, I hate that movie as much as you do, but it happened. No insurance company would have an agent insane or deluded or naive enough to trust him with a policy, period. End of story. Hey, 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 sir. Huh? <clears throat> Sorry to disturb you, but this is important. Um, okay. Andy Fuckface over here thinks that Indiana Jones isn't trustworthy or reliable enough to be given an insurance policy. Please settle this for us. Look, man, I don't want any trouble. I just want to get some food before the movie starts. Sir, I will pay for your food and your drinks and your tickets if you settle this debate for us. Would you give Indy an insurance policy or not? Oh, um, I, I suppose I'd injure him. Yes! In your face, Andy! In your fucking face! I mean, I'd probably give him a home insurance policy or something. He's never there, I guess. No, 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 sir. It's not home insurance. It's, it's life or, or health. Oh, well, maybe life insurance, but I wouldn't be sure about health insurance. One broke a bone on the job, and you're pretty much giving him your paycheck for the next two years. Well, I tell you, Larry, his lifestyle is just too dangerous. Now, vehicular insurance, I'd refuse him that flat out. He blows up more Jeeps and cars than I blow loads watching Cinemax. Ew. No, he's got a point. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, that, that, that's good. I can, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. All right, sir. A promise is a promise. What do you want? Well, while I have the opportunity... I'll have 10 large salt popcorns, 6 large Pepsis, 14 bags of M&Ms, and 2 bottles of tequila, and 5 tickets to every movie you're showing today. You... you want all of that? Hey, you offered it. He's right, Larry, you offered it. I'm so losing my holiday bonus for this. You lost it when you put too much trust in Harrison Ford, Larry. This part is just me laughing my ass off when the microphone can't pick it up. Damn you, Harrison Ford! Are you sure you can't do it? Hmm, then I'm afraid I can't help you. Hey, Ray Ray, you know that having you stay at my place would be like me opening a Christmas present a week early, but I only have one bed in my apartment, and you're not willing to share. If anything, that just makes you a tease. Hey, watch your language, Ray. Otherwise, I'll have to march down there and scrub your mouth out with soap, and you know I'll do it. Okay, well, good luck finding another place. Kissies. I could hear that guy swearing at you from here. Yeah, he likes to play hard to get, but I ain't given up yet. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, what was I doing with you again? Oh, the these pants. Which are better for walking around in the snow? Uh, practically speaking or appearance-wise? I'll wear a sandwich board for World of Wasabi. You tell me. Hmm, can you see your ass when you're wearing it? I personally can't, but other people can. Then the blue ones. Robin's egg screams good deal this year. It's what all the hookers are wearing. Hey, thanks. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Someone will be right with you to help you settle up. Ugh, oh god. Why, why, why would you try on a thermal vest without wearing any deodorant? 
Ugh. Hey, Zed. I think we can wash this. Smells like a skunk used it to dry his balls. Ahem. Oh, uh, can I help you? If you're not too busy. Uh, sure. What can I do to help? I'm looking for something in a v-neck jersey, preferably burgundy. Okay, I think I can set you up there. <clears throat> uh, so, a uh, bit of Christmas shopping? No, it's funny. I don't recall saying it was any of your business. Oh, uh, sorry. Just didn't figure burgundy to be your best color. Good thing it's not for me, then. Okay. <laughs> uh, you look a little familiar. Uh, do I know you from somewhere? Nope, I don't associate with faggots. Excuse me? What, have you gone deaf taking a few too many loads to the face? I beg your pardon, sir, but was that a comment aimed at me? Well, how can anything not be aimed at you with all that crap on your uniform? You look like a retarded elf. Uh-huh, and that's grounds for you to say things about who I am as a person when you claim not to know me at all. Evidently. You know, I could flat out refuse you service because of what you're saying to me. Maybe even have you arrested for harassment. Yeah, but I don't think that you will. That would involve getting your boss out here, which sounds like a lot of hard work since she's so busy trying to get her shit together about your stolen stock. How do you know about that? <laughs> I know a lot of stuff about a lot of things, and I know more about the things I'm interested in. Security on this place seems wafer thin if anyone can just walk in and get a job and steal stuff. Am I wrong? You're wrong in the sense that you assume it's your business. <laughs> I am now, am I? Still, it all fits the bill, I guess. That Vince guy was a Negro, after all. Wow, okay. Uh, who's gonna be next on the hate train? Diabetics, maybe? Cancer patients? So defensive. Cute. Take it from me, queer. This may look like open shut, but I think there's something deeper going on here. Seems to me you were only just tired when stuff started going missing. What are you saying? Is all that jizz in your ears still making it hard for you to hear me? I'm saying you're the one stealing from this place. There's just as much evidence against you as there is against facts. So, unless you want me running to the police, the media, and your boss, I'd suggest you hand me that v-neck in your hand, smile, and say thank you for your patronage. Well... Thank you for your patronage. <laughs> it was a pleasure, really. Merry Christmas, faggot. Just some asshole. Forget it. Don't you think you have enough decorations in here yet, Tyler? I can't help it. I love Christmas, and if I am stuck here for it again, I'd at least like a tree. Yeah, but a real tree? I don't think the hospital would approve. Do you think you could ask them? It'd be nice to have something real for when Santa comes. Well, at least something about Santa would be real then. Hey, which one did the agency send last year? I think it was Santa number nine, but it could have been Santa number seven. He had elf number 31 again, though. Ugh, that one's such a drunk. Oh, whatever keeps the kids in pediatrics happy. I'm glad I don't have to be in the kids' ward anymore. That place was so loud, and all the little shits kept throwing their toys through the windows. <laughs> and some of the exact same thing your big brother said when he started going to high school. Like I would be if I wasn't sick? And like Matt would be graduating from if he wasn't dead? Yeah. <clears throat>
Hey, high school sucks, though. You're not missing out on anything. Tell you what, back when I was in high school, I thought it was the worst thing imaginable. I bet it sure beats lying in a hospital bed and slowly dying. Hey, Tyler, what have we all said about saying things like that? You're not dying. You're still alive, and that's how it's going to stay. Do you understand me? Maybe if Santa number five can bring me a fresh skeleton. <sighs> Are you and Dad still coming here on Christmas Day? You know we wouldn't miss it for the world. I wish I could go home for Christmas. Your turkey's always better than the hospital stuff. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, the quality of their food has gone down, even by hospital standards. I think it was when they switched to imitation meat. What even is imitation meat? For vegetarians, it's soy, tofu, or gluten. But for hospital patients, I think it's some kind of edible polymer soaked in drippings. Gross! Excuse me, am I interrupting? Uh, of course not, Dr. Green. Come in. Thank you. How are you feeling, Tyler? Nauseous, exhausted, and my left leg has pins and needles. The usual. Well, I'm glad to see your sense of humor hasn't gotten any worse. <sighs> So I'm still gonna be here for Christmas, am I? I wouldn't be doing my job right if I let you walk out those doors like this, young man. Especially with how cold it's getting. I know, I know. Wouldn't want to keel over or anything. But the good news is that your last PET scan showed some recession of the sarcoma. Recession? You mean he's getting better? In some ways, yes. The cancer tissue is still prevalent, but now there's slightly less of it. Very slightly less. Oh. But still, it's hopeful. It means that even a rare form of cancer like this can respond to conventional treatments and therapies. Well, that's... that's good. Right, Tyler? Yeah, sure. So, when you say conventional... I mean that there are still treatments out there that are designed to treat those kinds of conditions, but none of them are really recommendable. But what are they? Actually, I feel it would be best if that was something I discussed with your mother in private. <sighs> Fine. At least if I stay in this place until I'm 18, you'll be able to talk to me about my own cancer. Thank you for your understanding. Mrs. Reeves, care to talk in the hallway? Uh, yeah, certainly. <sighs> I'm sorry, Doctor. You know how kids are at that age, and he can get quite prickly around the holidays. No one likes spending Christmas in the hospital. I understand completely. So, these treatments... What are they? Well, there's only one that mentions your son's condition in particular. You see, your son has a very, very special kind of cancer. It works very slowly, and in that sense he's lucky, because it means that these traditional medicines and therapies can hold it off and keep him in and out of remission. That's why he's survived for so long. Actually, with that considered, the cancer probably started developing back when he was a toddler. I see. But that alone won't save him. Right now... The cancer is limited solely to the afflicted areas, and that's why we can hold it back. But once it starts to metastasize, then it'll spread much faster and much more aggressively. That's what we can tell from the historical accounts anyway. One from the early 19th century called it the Trojan Horse. Once it gets out, there's no stopping it. Wh what H how much time does he have left until that happens? Weeks, months, years. There's too little evidence to say. He stayed in this condition stably for so long as it is. And what about this treatment? Will it save him? Well, it can. It's an intravenous drug treatment developed by the All Seasons Medical Foundation that could, if it works, completely rid him of the cancerous tissue, even after it begins to metastasize. It could be like 17 different surgeries, responding to super chemo, and then being kissed by Jesus all at once. 
kissed on the mouth by Jesus. You mean it could cure him completely? Why haven't I heard about this before? Because, well, as I said, it isn't advisable. Why not? The miracle reaction is only if the drug works. If we used it on him and it didn't work as hoped, well, it could potentially speed up the rate at which the cancer spreads. If he's already in metastasis, then it could cut his time from weeks to mere hours. They ran extensive tests on it before releasing it, but it is purely a last resort option. But what about the odds? What are the odds that he could survive the treatment? 50-50. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to get your hopes up. No. No, it's fine. I just... I just know I don't want to run that sort of risk. This is my only living son's life we're talking about. I don't want that to be left to a toss-up. I understand completely. The option is always open in case you change your mind. Thank you, Dr. Green. Happy holidays, Mrs. Reeves. Yeah, you too. So what's the news, Mom? Does he have something that'll help me? Um, don't worry about it, Tyler. It wasn't anything useful. Just, you know, homeopathic stuff. Ugh, you mean like what Great Aunt June does? No, that's Reiki healing. What's the difference? Six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> They're all bullshit that won't cure cancer. Still no luck finding a place? No, and I'm starting to get pretty desperate. Have you tried asking Andy and Leanne? They said desperate, not insane. Mm, probably a good call. How's your finger? Well, still stings a little, but there wasn't any blood or anything, just a scratch. Do you think there's an infestation? Maybe. I wouldn't put it past this place. At least we'll have some time over Christmas to bring in some exterminators. Already working on it! <laughs> Maybe we should just let Larry go after the rats. He's pretty good with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, at least he'd do it for free. <sighs> Too bad I can't work in the stockroom now. I might just duck behind the counter for a few minutes when everyone starts coming in. Save myself the harassment. Ray, without Charles around, I don't think you should worry. I'm sure most of these guys are just towing the same line as he is. Yeah, well, all the same. <sighs> What else is on? There's only so many hours I can stand watching Jimmy Kimmel reruns without starting to feel twinges down my arm. Just the news. Thankfully, the lab technicians were able to contain and euthanize the irradiated monkeys before the virus could spread. They might have saved humanity in doing so. Also in the news, today is the long-awaited trial of the union leader turned New Age messiah Norval Greenenbachen. He faces charges of inciting violence, conspiracy to commit murder, conspiracy to commit mass murder, disturbing the peace, property damage, loss of life and limb, and two unpaid parking tickets. His trial is to take place in the Cityville High Court in the next few hours. Our station has exclusively received footage from Greenbachen's recorded statement. I don't know how things spiraled out of control so easily. I, I mean, I was just standing up there with, like, a megaphone. I just wanted the guy to not slash our paychecks. Not for him to die. It was everyone else who took it way too far. I'm a union president, not Jesus. I, I mean, what the hell am I even doing here? I've done nothing wrong. I never killed anyone. I'm just a worker. Why won't anyone listen to me? I just want to go home. I've done nothing. Nothing. I kind of feel bad for the poor guy. Are you serious? 
His goons killed over 70 people in a day, and if not for us, Casey would have been one of them. Yeah, I, I know, but it's hard not to pity him, you know? Kinda wish they'd just let him out. Like he said, he didn't kill anybody. I guess you had to be there. Heads up, students inbound. Going down. Um, what can I get you, sir? Yeah. Hi. Can I get a glass of water? You look like you could use a couple Peptos with that. You got any? Yeah. Who isn't packing a few antacids these days? Here you go. One first-class hangover killer. Thanks. Do I owe you anything? Not unless you find any gold nuggets in that tap water. <laughs> hey, you're all right. I try. And, uh, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but this is where that Ray guy works, isn't it? Um, yeah. Why? Well, uh, is he working today? I kind of want to speak to him. You want to speak to him? What? You're Donnie Keene, one of Charles Wickman's friends. I saw you on the news. Is it you who wants to speak to Ray or Charles? Well, no. No, man. It ain't like that. This is just from me to him. If it ain't like that, then surely you won't mind giving me your message to relay to him when he comes back from his lunch hour. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Just tell him we're sorry, alright? I think I... He might need a little more than that. Well, we're all kind of rough on him. But most of us just do it because of Charlie. But Charlie isn't here, so can you tell him that? Hi, Donnie. Damn. Oh, Ray. Hi. Uh, just, uh, one second. Jess, he's over here! Friends of yours? Nope. Never talked to either of them. Well, I've never talked back. Yeah, he's right here. Thanks. Hi. Hey. Hey, wait. You're that girl who's always hanging out with Charles, aren't you? Yeah, you could say that. He'd just call me his girlfriend. Everyone else does, too. Oh, so why are you guys talking to me? Like I told your friend. Mike. Mike. Like I told Mike. We have nothing against you. Your shit is your shit, and frankly, we think it's kind of cool. It's impressive. Really? Yeah, so while Charles isn't here, Donnie and I wanted to just clear the air a little. We have to keep up appearances in front of him, but none of us actually dislike you. Well, that's nice of you. So, why do you have to keep up appearances? Are you kidding? He's the Dean's son! One wrong move and all our shit hits the fan. And... Charles is a lot more powerful than you think. Didn't seem so powerful when Drake cracked his nose in half. No, it's it's more than that. He's... He's smart. And he has a talent for finding things out. Yeah, I noticed that. But... Thanks for talking to me about it. It's really nice of you. Really? It was nothing. Yeah, Ray. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep your chin up. Also, um, just a side note. If you ever hear Charlie or any of us mention the Nutcracker, get the fuck out as fast as you can. Do I want to know? No. No, you don't. We'll see you around, okay? Yeah, sure. Bye. Bye. Thanks for the Pepto. No problem. Okay, well that was sudden. And yet somehow I remain apprehensive. Shit, ten minutes late. Ah, oh, I can't have missed the last bus. 
Thank you for calling the Cityville Public Transport Office. We're sorry, but the main office is now closed. All bus services terminate after 5 p.m. Thank you for your call. Uh, what the hell am I gonna do now? Sir, sir, can you help me out? Oh, or ma'am, whichever. I don't care, just help. What, Drake? You having fun out there in the rain, Raymond? Yeah, it's a real hootenanny. What are you doing here? Driving home. What else? Well, that's fine then. <sighs> You're gonna make me ask, aren't you? Ask what? Why the hell are you standing out in the rain? Oh. You know, just hanging around, waiting for a bus, or a cab, or a hearse. Fuck it if I know where to go. I didn't even find a place to stay the night. Get in. Wait, what? I said get in before you die of hypothermia. Oh, thank you so much. Sorry about getting water all over your car. It's cleaned regularly. Just don't scuff the upholstery. Wow, this is a really nice car. Is this a Ferrari? Maserati. Whoa. What'd you do to get a car like this? So, um, you can just drop me off at the motel off Main Street. I have enough money for one night there. Uh, you just missed the hotel, Drake. I think you need to turn back, don't you? Nope. Okay. <clears throat> Where are you taking me, Drake? You'll see. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound scary at all. You don't trust me? I, I do, yeah. I've just never been to this part of the city before. Are we even in Cityville anymore? Close enough to it. We're almost there. Almost where? There. Whoa! What is that place? It's huge! That would be my house. What? You live there? How much does somewhere like that charge to rent a room? I wouldn't know. I just own it. You own it? Wow! First you pick me up in a Maserati, and then you take me back to your family's mansion? It's not my family's either, it's just mine. <sighs> my god, how could you afford a place like this? You really don't need to know that, Raymond. So, um, why did you take me here? Maybe I know how long you'd last in a cheap motel. Maybe I'm a little drunk. Maybe both. You can stay here for the night, and I'll take you back to work in the morning. Really? You're letting me stay here? Yes. Master Drake, welcome home. Thank you, Mrs. Elaine. I trust your day went well? Define well. I trust you weren't driven to brutally wound or otherwise assault any innocent members of the public. In that case, it went well. Oh, you brought a guest. Mrs. Elaine, this is Raymond. He's staying the night. Hi. Good evening. I'll see to it that the guest bedroom is assembled. Thanks. Come upstairs. You can use my shower so you don't freeze to death. Oh, okay. You have a maid? She's not a maid, Raymond. Mrs. Elaine is my house steward and legally the head of my estate. The house is taken care of by my staff. You have a staff? A steward? What, do you have a butler too? 
He's on paternity leave. Twins. Dump your stuff anywhere for now. Did you bring overnight stuff? Spare clothes? Yeah, but I bet my clothes are all soaked by now. Yep, soaked. You can wear some of mine tonight. Miss Elaine will have your clothes and your work uniform clean by morning. Dinner is served in an hour. Breakfast is served at 8 sharp. I'll be leaving at 8.30, whether you're in the car or not. That's really nice of you. Thank you. Don't dwell on it, Raymond. I just didn't want to hear that you'd froze to death or got stabbed in a motel. Coming from you, that's all still kindness. Mmm, I'll take a shower first. Do you sort out your things? I'll only be a few minutes. Okay, thanks. Damn, it's all soaked. At least my underwear's dry. Hey, Drake! Think any of your jeans will fit me? I don't care. Hopeful as always. Huh. They actually look kind of snug. Now for a shirt. You're the only person I know who has a closet for every article of clothing, Drake. Don't mess it up. I keep it all very organized. Okay. Wow, how rich is this guy? T-shirts... Well, at least I'm not going to be naked or wet anymore. I wonder what's in the rest of these. Shoes. Nice shoes, too. Underwear and socks. Whoa. That's a nice tux, Drake. That's not a tuxedo. That's a bespoke tailored dress suit. Do not touch it. And stop poking around my shit, Raymond. Okay, okay. What? This isn't clothes. Candles. Incense. Is this a shrine? Hey, Drake! Who are the people in these photos? Drake? Ah, Drake! Oh, God! You're naked! Get out, Raymond. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll wait in the hall. No. Get out, Raymond. Get out of my house. What? Drake, I- I said, get out of my fucking house. Get out! Okay, okay, I'm going. I'm sorry. Raymond! I'm so sorry, Miss Elaine. Goody. Spoke too soon. God, what did I do? Is everything alright? No. I suppose saying your day went well might have been a bit presumptuous then. You could say that. Come now, Master Drake. Let me fetch someone to take care of the mess, and I'll get you a towel to dry off. I'll find a new frame for this picture, too. Call Raymond a cab. He'll die out here in this weather. Pardon me, Master Drake? But I already took the liberty of calling a taxi. Good. I'll leave you alone for a while, Master Drake. Would you still like dinner at the usual time? Fine. Miss Elaine, leave the picture. Of course. Of the wheel, Angie. This is what he wants. 